1: Welcome back to the On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. Landon, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, let's, uh,
0: I'm not doing good. What am I talking about? The Eagles just won the damn Super Bowl. It's this <sighs> terrible news. We are living in the worst possible timeline. Everything is awful.
1: But, See, know. I was not going to bring it up. I was just going to jump right in the offseason and act like the game never happened. That's fine. We and can do that. Go we, let's go them. your
0: route. I'm just, I just had to get that off my chest. This is terrible. So, moving on.
1: Yeah, I might just edit that whole part right out Seems because right. We, know, we don't, we don't want to talk about the Eagles. This is a, this is a cowboy podcast, not an eagle podcast. Fair. A cowboy podcast. All right. Uh, on this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast, we preview the Cowboys free agents and discuss which ones we would like to see resigned and which ones we'd be okay letting go. Landon, I've got a list of 16 free agents, and we're going to blow by these one by one. Um, a couple of these, are, we're going to take our time on a few of them. We are going to uh, just give quick little answers on. Uh, if you guys would like to follow along with me at home, uh, I'm using the list of free agents from OverTheCap.com. As of right now, the Cowboys have a projected $19 million of cap space. We know that's probably going to change here a little bit. They've got some restructuring to do. Uh, Some guys that they may move on from, such as Orlando Skandrick, Benson Mayowa, and a few others could help their cap space. Uh, I also expect them to do a couple restructures. So we'll just kind of go in with the assumption that they're going to have around $20 million to work with Um, that the free agents we're going to talk about do not include Zach Martin, who is also going to be playing on a fifth-year option, and that's a deal that the Cowboys would like to get done as soon as possible. Um, but let's go ahead and go through some of these names. The first guy on my list uh, is the most important of all the free agents, and that is Rolando McClain is an exclusive rights free agent how much are you paying to keep Rolando around on the roster I
0: mean I don't know that you can get him for under 7 million a year but if you can (laughs) Uh, don't do it
1: (laughs) Uh, Uh, poor Rolando yeah he's some reason he's still listed as a free agent I don't think the Cowboys have to worry about that one
0: I bet, I, bet we, I bet we could get him as a guest in the podcast and, and ask him if he's
1: interested. Oh, we should do that. Him and Lombardi are going to be our guests this summer. Oh, it's going to boy. be great. Uh, all right. Our, the next one that I want to get to is Byron Bell. Uh, he is a unrestricted free agent. Um, he played snaps this year at left tackle when Tyron Smith went down. When they brought him in originally, I did not think he was going to play guard or play tackle. I thought he was really going to be an option at guard. Um, you know, a guy that competed with Jonathan Cooper and Chaz Green, that didn't happen. They liked him better at left tackle for whatever reason. Is Byron Bell a guy that you want to keep around, or is he a guy that you're okay letting go?
0: I mean, I can kind of see why they they um, tried him more at tackle or liked him more at tackle because even though he is a bigger guy, like he's he's very he's very top heavy. You know, he's like he's he's kind of leggy, and um, I think that you know, it's just his. Body type and how that played with his physicality just kind of worked better at tackle, Um, because I I don't know that he can, you know, just create a strong base. You know, I thought that he gave you some good snaps, um, you know, throughout the season. Uh, The question then becomes, you know, what what's your plan at the position in the future? Um, And I think, you know, ultimately. They still have another year on Chaz Green. I, you know they need to figure out what what Chaz Green is. Like, is Chaz Green a, a complete failure at the position? Or, are are we giving him another opportunity next year? Uh, I mean, I think you know, I, I think what how that plays out and what they what they're thinking of with Chaz Green is is going to play a lot into Bell's situation, unfortunately. And and you know beyond that. I mean, I think that what we learned from last year is that, you know, I think that the offensive line depth it was not good enough last year. And, um, you know, the team really did struggle thinking, you know, really did struggle when they lost Tyron Smith. And, and a lot of that obviously had to do with the fact that they had a much different idea of what they were going to get out of Chaz Green, you know, as a left tackle. And, and I think that, you know, w- what they got, uh, you know, in that Atlanta game, is definitely not at all uh, what they expected to get, and and so I think that that obviously and it, and it kind of left them in the middle of the season without a, a real option or at least a solid option as a swing tackle. And I think Byron Bell was kind of more of the emergency situation that you know breaking sort of in, in case of you know break glass in, in case of emergency sort of situation, and and you know they just had to go to it, you know pretty quickly. And so I think at this point. They need to figure out, hey, what is the swing tackle situation? Are we drafting a guy? Is there someone on the free agent market that's going to come up? But I think that's going to play into the Byron Bell situation a lot.
1: Yeah, and I'm fine with grabbing Bell if you are getting a, a vet minimum and it keeps you uh it keeps your options open at the draft if if you don't grab that swing tackle that you want in the draft. At least Bell gives you a little bit of insurance as a guy who has played in the NFL. He, he I, I don't love him obviously, but um it... He's a decent guy to have on the back end of your roster. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about, same uh, group, is Jonathan Cooper. He is another unrestricted free agent. Uh, I thought he played okay this year. I think that's a fair ass- assessment that he was okay. Uh, he struggled when Tyron Smith was out. He plays okay when uh, he was in. So what should the Cowboys do with Jonathan Cooper? From all sounds of it, he sounds like he's going to be healthy for off-season uh, activities. What do the Cowboys do with jonathan cooper
0: i mean i I think that they should resign him but i think that they should resign him with the idea that he's your your backup swing interior guy i mean or you know if if you if you like joe looney more at that position then maybe you you don't resign him but to me i I just i really hope that they don't resign him with the idea that he's your starter at left guard um, because i, I just right. I think they need to upgrade that position so uh if he wants to come back on on a team friendly deal 'd be like you know him and looney and uh, frederick and suddenly that 's your interior uh you know those are your three centers that you have on the team that, with the two guys obviously eligible to play guard as well I think that that 's a great that 's a great unit to roll with um with but i I also think that you need somebody to come in and, and, and Take over that left guard position. I just, I think you played the whole year with a backup at, at your left guard, and uh, and then when you lost your left tackle, uh, it, your whole left side became uh, just a mess. It showed, yeah.
1: it showed that he was a backup. But uh, I, I think Cooper's a fantastic swing guy, and I think the Cowboys would like to get him back. Uh, maybe, maybe what they do is they offer him a you know vet minimum contract with lots of playing time incentives um, in case they can't find somebody else through the draft or in free agency. Or if he beats out a draft move, pick. You know,
0: there's there's always the opportunity that you draft somebody. I mean, Because you're probably not going to get – I mean, you may get someone at 19, but I doubt it. You're likely more likely to get someone closer to 50 or in the third round. And, you know, you feel pretty good just because of the way the draft looks like it is with the interior offensive lineman, that you're going to get someone who could step in right away and be the starter. But if you don't – at the very least, by re-signing Cooper, you're at least not going to be any worse than you were last year. I mean, you know, at the, he's, he, he kind of sets the floor for you at least.
1: Can I make a uh, little prediction about the Cowboys offensive line? Please. I, I have a feeling that they're going to grab one of those Bengals guys to come over and play. I'm not sure if it's going to be uh, one of their tackles and Cedric away or... Jake Fisher, um, or whoever, but I have a feeling that they're going to grab one of those Bengals guys, either through a trade or through free agency, to either fill the swing tackle or the guard spot. So just keep an eye out on some of those Bengals interior offensive linemen. Uh, I, I don't, let's I don't ahead, hate that, especially sp-
0: the swing tackle idea, because those both of those guys are young, still developing. I, I mean, they have snaps. They weren't great snaps, but... I mean, you know, what are you talking about with a swing tackle at this point? You know, you, 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 right? In the NFL, if you can get a guy with experience, he's young, who could potentially still get better. Which I think both of those guys have that kind of mark on them. Um, then I think you know that's that's kind of what you hope for.
1: I would be okay with Jake Fisher. I think that's a guy that still has potential to be a decent player in the league. Um, let's go ahead and move on to a uh, defender, Stephen Pia. Uh Last year. We kind of heard reports that uh, he was thinking about retiring, and I think that actually was the report at the time. But the Cowboys did not place him, uh, they did not place him on the reserve retired list. Instead, they placed him on injured reserve. He is a free agent uh, this year. Assuming that he wants to play football and that he's healthy enough to play football, is that a guy that you would be willing to re sign this year and put back on the roster?
0: This is kind of an impossible one for me because, you know, I just have no concept for what. Listen, if you're asking me if I want the player when he's healthy, 100% I do. If you remember, coming out of training camp, Paya was one of the guys that we were the most excited about for this defense. I mean, he had shown out throughout training camp and had shown that as a penetrator, as as a fantastic position in the one technique. And and I'll go even a step further. I'm hoping... That the team noticed the difference between having Paya and then not having Paya on this defense, and has changed their outlook on what having a dominant one technique can do. And 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 I'm hoping that what it'll do is allow them or you know force them to take a hard look at you know spending some resources at that position because having Paya in there when he's healthy was fantastic and it made the defense better. So and I, we didn't even ever get a chance to even see Pia do this with Irving together. So I yeah I mean I but the, but but obviously the injury situation is to the point where you know he c- contemplated retirement. I mean because he's just had problems with this knee that can't stop flaring up. Can he fix it? Is it something that he can you know fix with surgery in the off season? Can he find a regiment that will work for him? I don't know, but I mean I'm gonna feel like you need a way to figure out how to get a decent amount of playing time out of the guy or you you really can't sign him to a deal that is going to protect both you and the player
1: yeah, is going to be interesting because I think he's going to be 30 years old uh, this summer. Uh, he's got a bunch of injuries. To me, he's just not a guy that I would make a priority in the first, second, or third wave of free agency. If he's healthy and he wants to play in the summertime and we get closer to training camp and he thinks his body can handle it, that's the guy that I target then. But there's no way that I'm tying up any of my money um, in March to pay Steven Paya. Let's move on to a different position. Alfred Morris gave the Cowboys a lot of good snaps this year, played an, an unbelievably uh well this season um in Ezekiel Elliott's absence. Is that a guy that you try to bring back in case Elliott something happens with Elliott or do you or do you move on, draft a, a running back and try to get a little bit younger at that position?
0: I mean, I think he was fantastic. I mean, we certainly aren't not re-signing him because of performance. His performance was fantastic. Um, um, I, I think he did exactly what you, you wanted him to, um, or you, what you asked of him, at least. Um, I think it's more that he, it's just not necessary. I think you, you, the suspension thing is, is, you know, served and done. Um obviously that the threat of that is always there but but I mean at that point we're talking about, you know, lifetime ban and so we're in disaster mo- mode in at that point anyways and Alfred Morris isn't fixing that. Um I think Rod Smith has shown to be a more than capable backup running back. Um and, and in fact a guy who I'm going to try to get snaps on the field. Um you know, even with with Zeke back. So um you know, maybe not necessarily a ton of you know relieving Zeke's you know kind of stuff, but trying to get both of them on the same field, at the same time. I mean, you know, some, some packages where he's in, uh, but I just think that with with the rise of Rod Smith and him showing what he can do, him being so young as well, you know, this draft is loaded with good running backs. Um, you know, all the way. I mean, maybe you know up top, but also all throughout the draft, um, and with with different kinds of skill sets. So I, I think. To me, Alfred Morris has been fantastic. We really enjoyed what you do, but I just don't know that we can afford that luxury uh, anymore. You know, I think he, he's he's just not, he's a, he's a non special teams playing uh, kind of running back specialist. So I, I think he's just not a guy that we necessarily need to do, is resign. Yeah. It-
1: Yeah, and here's the thing with him. If somebody picks him up early in free agency, that's great. It goes to your comp formula. If if he doesn't get resign and he's available in may and june and he wants to come in and take another prove it deal I, i'm fine with that but again kind of like pie it's not somebody that i'm making a priority um, i'm okay to let him go like you mentioned there's a fan, there's a ton of running backs in this class uh, that can help this team out the cowboys have a bunch of picks on day three i think using one on a running back uh you know in the fourth fifth round makes a ton of sense All right, one more kind of core special teams guy, and that's Kyle Wilber. Uh, Plays a little bit of Sam for the Cowboys. He didn't play much linebacker this year for him, uh, but he is a key part of their special teams unit. Um, He's been around here forever. Is Wilber a guy that you want to try to re-sign on a cheap deal or are you okay letting him leave and using a draft pick at that position?
0: You know, I mean, I kind of like having him down there on on that back end of the roster. I mean, I think if you can improve... If you think you can improve that spot, then maybe you move on. But you know, look, I think Kyle Wilber. I could be mistaken, but I think you know, in each of the last two years, there's been one game where Kyle Wilber has basically won the game for the special Cowboys. teams guy. Like he, he special teams, you know, forced fumble recovery, a sack fumble, I think was the, the two years ago, uh, randomly. I mean, I, I just you know, he knows how to make plays on special teams. He clearly knows the system, and, I mean, really the best feature is that if Dak has any has inkling at all <laughs> to want to wanna know, hey, what am I going to look like 30 years <laughs> in the future, all he has to do uh, is look at Kyle Wilber across the, the, the locker room, because he that dude looks like 45-year-old Dak Prescott. Poor I mean, Kyle Wilber. You know, it's... I, I, and I said thirty years, but twenty years, but yeah, poor Kyle. Well, you know, the best part—I don't know if you remember—real quick is—is is that David yes, Helman thing, remember, where, yep. where everyone was surrounding, Tag and poor Kyle was shut out of his of his locker room, and he's throwing candy at him. I thought that was hilarious. Anyways, I like Kyle Wilbur. I think if you can get him on the minimum deal, I like him as that you know utility guy cuz he can play a couple different linebacker spots he can rush the passer he he's very good on special teams uh, and has that kind of a unique body size for the body type for special teamer's not just necessarily the gunner but the guy that can be the little wedge buster so, not little wedge big wedge buster so um, yeah i like Kyle Wilber if you get him for a vet deal great if you can't you think you can improve that spot go do it uh, you do have a lot of third day picks and maybe maybe that's where uh, where you could get a replacement for that. But otherwise, I have no issue if they think that they need to. All right, to let's blow
1: through a couple of these real quick. Zach Dicer, quarterback to the Cowboys sign last year. I, yeah, no. I, I don't even think he played in a preseason game, did he? If he did, I don't remember. No. Yeah, he's a guy they can move on. Uh, Bene ben-, ben Benwickery, I, I don't know if I'll ever get his name right. He was on the active roster, I believe, every single game this year, uh, played very sparingly. Um, is he a guy that you want to bring back and at least have compete with Marquez White for the fourth cornerback job?
0: Not immediately, but he, I think you know he's a name that you keep in your your a down Rolodex. the road guy.
1: Um, another guy that played a little bit in preseason, didn't do a lot during the regular season is Joe Looney, uh, a guard. Is he a guy that you're okay moving on from?
0: I think that you weigh what you're doing with Cooper versus Looney, and and, and which one is actually a better backup, and then you kind of figure out what the long term plan is at left guard, and then you kind of make a decision uh, on that on those three spots as a group. Good.
1: And probably the easiest one that we're going to talk about LP Letissour. I think I pronounced his name right. I am terrible with the French language. Uh is he is he a guy that you just there's no way you're letting him leave.
0: Uh, whatever the man give wants, it, yeah. give the,
1: the most consistent dump, player in the NFL. Dump truck
0: full of cash into yep, his I'm house. I'm with that one. All
1: right, let's get into some of these bigger name guys because these are the ones that everybody's been talking about and the players that are really going to break uh, the Cowboys free agency if they cannot sign them. Let's go ahead and start with Demarcus Lawrence, uh, their premier free agent. Uh, fantastic year. I'm looking at Spot Raddick right now and they have his calculated market value at about five years, $70 million with an average salary of $14 million guaranteed. If that's the market for him, is that just an easy sign right there if it's $14 million a year for the next five years? Okay. Yeah. Um, what would you be willing to pay to Marcus Lawrence per year? Like, what would be your uh, max amount that you would give him?
0: I mean, I, I think that, you know, 15 million per year, 16 is, I think 16 is too much. 15 is, uh, I mean, I can't say it's too much. I mean, it, I, I mean, I, I would feel really uncomfortable paying more than 16. 15 to 16 is right, right, right at the top.
1: Yeah, and I think they're going to have to give him a ton of incentives, um, and they've got to protect themselves because this is a guy that hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, He does have a suspension in his history. Um, I I don't see any way that they let this get to free agency. I think this is a deal that gets done, what would you say, in the next couple weeks? And if they don't get it done, they tag him, correct?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think you know it's one of those things where it's the key to the rest of their free agency, so... I feel like they're probably. I mean, and they. I think either we'll find out that they're going to tag him, or they'll sign
1: a long-term deal. But either way, I think they'll decide that sooner. Priority number one. He will be on the roster next year, no matter what. There's no chance that he hits free agency. All right, the next one I want to talk about is one that people have a lot of strong feelings on. And that is David Irving. David Irving is a restricted free agent. Uh, The Cowboys can offer him him a first-round tender, a second-round tender, or an original-round tender, which I think is about a fifth-round pick if somebody wants to come get him. Uh, Do you expect the Cowboys to sign him long-term? If they don't, what tender can we expect the Cowboys to place on David Irving?
0: I mean, I, I I think it's really difficult math to figure that out. Like that's m- my whole take on this whole thing has been, you know, I think there's there's a faction of people out there saying that this is a no brainer and that this should be this and this. And to me, I don't, I I think that there's nothing about this situation that's no brainer. I mean, I, I except for the fact that I I think you know they should make an effort to keep him on the team. Um, I just think that it's, you know, there are a, there's a lot of unknown with David Irving. You know, when he's on the field and, and playing properly, that he is he produces at a level that's insane. Uh, you know, uh, the problem, the 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 issues or the I guess the inputs on 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 the deciding factor are many, though. You know, you know he has, like you mentioned before, with Lawrence, he has a suspension before he had obvious problems in college that are the reason that he um fell to being uh, basically an undrafted. Or was I think he it was, I think it was undrafted. Pick? I can't remember. He was undrafted, yep. yeah. So, so to Kansas City, and, and you know, basically was on the practice squad. I mean, there's a reason that guy who, you know, is that physically impressive goes that way. Now, the circumstances at Iowa State were obviously, you know, specific, uh, as we've documented before, but I, I think that there's just a lot about this that is uncertain. And so that makes the process of, you know, Defining his value very difficult. He's only just become a three technique full time this year. He's, you know, like we've mentioned before, not been able to uh, stay healthy at times, um, and so, and he's still kind of dealing ongoing with an ongoing wrist. And can situation. I comment about that so, wrist
1: real quick? I, I, from, from from you know sources that we both know, that wrist injury is something that the Cowboys are nervous about, and he won't have surgery on that wrist until he gets a long-term contract because he doesn't want to jeopardize his future. So obviously they think that's – I know Irving thinks it could be potentially a problem down the road, and I'm sure the Cowboys are factoring that into their decision as well.
0: Yeah, I think that the point here is not that I'm – it's not that I'm making an argument against David Irving. And I think that that's the thing that a lot of people – when they hear all that stuff they say well you're just making points about you know for why not to sign david irving no i'm making points as to why his value is complicated yes. because it's it's it it's you know it's there's a lot of uncertainty there and uncertainty you know greatly decreases the value of a player a guy who has you know coming into his out of his rookie contract you know with four seasons of 10 plus sacks uh and as an all-star on and off the field and is Johnny football dude's getting all the money in the world Absolutely. because he's you know like a t- he's he's like a clock and he's he's reliable and he's he's the kind of guy that you can make the face of your franchise when you when you don't have those situations as you you know as you get further away from that, you get penalized. And David Irving, th- for all his fantastic play and production and, and potential, in, because he's so young, has got a lot of other questions which make his value questionable. Now that also factors into the, the the tagging because the second round, you know, do you is David Irving and what you know his in value total, you know, with all the good and bad. More valuable than a second-round pick. But
1: here's the thing. Here's the you thing know, with a second-round pick, be, though. That, that becomes part it, of the equation. Somebody has to still sign him to a contract that you can match. If if you put a second-round tender yeah. on him, and a team comes in here and signs him to a twelve million-dollar, you know, year deal, I'm not opposed to matching that. All they're doing is they're doing the work for you. So that's. I, I guess yeah. that's why I, I'm confused as to why people are so opposed to giving him this second-round tender. It does.
0: Because people are preemptively angry about things that, well, that's, have, you know, that's, that that's my job
1: yet. to be on Twitter. I'm supposed to be the angry one, and people are <laughs> taking away from me, and it makes me angry. No,
0: oh, they're taking, taking I know, your it's brand. Frustrating. It's,
1: it's um frustrating. Listen, I, my guess is that the Cowboys are going to put a second round tender on him if they don't get a long term deal done. Um, if a team comes and offers him a deal and he signs it and it's under, I don't know, what, what, what would be the magic number for you to say, no, I'm not signing him?
0: I mean, I think you said think $12, twelve million. That sounds, uh, that sounds, that sounds really pricey, is you know, for me.
1: I mean, but again,
0: I, from what we've seen, I mean, twelve. I mean, a twelve year like four year, twelve million dollar contract for what we've seen so far. I mean, do, do you like? If we see this again next year, I'll give him all the money in the world. But I mean, like, I, I just that's why I'm saying like. I mean, you guys. Everyone got pissed off about you know Tyrone Crawford and and and, and this guy's done more than what Tyrone Crawford had done on, on his contract. But 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 the point is, is that having that money invested in that player, like you know, he he's not going to want to go for some necessarily incentive laden deal. That that's he he has to agree right. to it. So you know. I think right now there's some distance between David Irving's va- uh, perceived value and the Cowboys' value of David Irving. And that's not necessarily a deal breaker. I just think that that happens all the time. They, that happens all, all That happens a lot. I think that I think that he'll have to go through another year. Uh, I think they both want another year to prove it so they can both, you know, make their case, but I think that there's going to be a sub argument of that on what to pay him this I, year. And I think that's and where I we're at right now. And I
1: think for Irving, that's going to make a lot of sense, too. So if he can come back, have another year where he has nine to ten sacks and forces a bunch of fumbles, he's going to get paid way more than what anybody's going to offer him in the restricted market. Because I just don't see a team coming in, giving up a second-round pick, and paying him $13, $14 million a year. I, I just I can't picture that happening. Um, I went back and looked at the list of restricted free agents and guys that got big contracts and gave up picks. We don't have a big history of it. Most of the time, the guys that leave are guys that are getting the, the smaller contracts, the Wes Welker, Chris Hogan, Mike Gilsley, fifth-round pick contracts. Uh, the, Emmanuel Sanders, I believe, was uh, he was a third-round tender when they originally had that one. Um, it, we just don't have a lot of history of teams giving up a pick and money to get a player. So, But,
0: but, but, I, and not to argue my own point, how many of those were 24 years old and had eight sacks last year on li- limited snacks? And it's a
1: fair point, but I especially don't see that coming from a guy with suspension and injury concerns and who missed the last, what, six weeks of the season with a concussion. See, now, now now, we're just dancing around each other's arguments,
0: and maybe this makes my point even more. That, I mean, The point is is that this is complicated, yes. I, and, and you can make the argument from both sides, and because of that, that to me means we still need to know this guy's value a little bit better. Right. And and I think to me that that screams show me year. And so now again we're having a sub argument about how much we're going to pay him this year. I, I agree with you. I don't think the Cowboys are letting him go. All
1: right, anymore. a couple real quick ones, and then we'll go to our last uh, big one. Uh, Bryce Butler, free agent. Are you resigning him?
0: I don't know how you can after what he said. Yeah, he's like I mean you know like I just think that that. He kind of poisoned the well a little bit. I, maybe the Cowboys don't feel it that feel that way, but I, I kind of feel like they might. And and listen, he's twenty eight years old or something like that. Move on. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go draft a guy and, and, and or sign a free agent or you know let's 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 if you want to go spend the position, let's go spend the position. Let's make Terrence Williams into Bryce Butlers. Roll and, and let's go upgrade the Z. If if you if that's what if that's what we've decided to we want to do to upgrade the offense, then let's do it. Like go get Calvin Ridley in, the, in nineteen or go trade for Emmanuel Sanders or I like that name, whatever it is. I whatever I don't care. Like go find a, a guy a true Z receiver, a true high end. You know, a route runner, separation, get open, and reliable guy on the other side
1: of Dez, and let's go. All right, two quick ones. Uh, Brian Price, defensive tackle, who actually we thought played pretty well until he got injured. Uh, he's an exclusive rights free agent. The Cowboys are going to bring him back on a one-year uh, $555,000 deal. I like Price a lot, especially at that number. Love it. Yeah, he's Love a good it. player. Um, Keith Smith is a restricted free agent. I had, I imagine that they're going to put him on the original round tender um, and probably try to work out a long-term deal for Keith Smith. We both kind of like him as a fullback. He does a little bit of everything for the Cowboys. And our last one, a guy... Real quick, I just want to point out, I, I want Keith Smith to have more of a rule. Yes, we year. need to talk about him because he's I, a, he,
0: I, 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 want, I want him on the field. Yeah, more. he he
1: showed this year that he can absolutely catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a good player. Yep. All right. Last but not least, a guy that I've been saving the, for the whole show, Anthony Hitchens. Um, played well this year. It was a former fourth round pick for the Cowboys. I pulled up his numbers on SpotRadic, which is uh, his calculated market value, which is six point four million per year. I think that's a little high. Uh, I, I can't envision the Cowboys giving him that much money. Uh, what do the Cowboys do with Anthony Hitchens this off season?
0: Well, I mean, it, I think that they, they let him. They, they let him go shopping. You know, I, I think they they say they give him. I think they want him back. I mean, I think they would they wouldn't mind re-signing him. And we talk. I mean, this is the same conversation that we've been having for months. I mean, I think that if the 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 price is right, I'm okay with it. Um, now, does the equation change? Like, this is I don't. This is supposed to be quick, but you know, the the information that we learned about. Jalen Smith lately. I mean, about about his foot. Is that new information to everyone, or is that new information to just us? Uh, And and if it's new information to everyone, how much does that affect your or or you know play into the calculus of wanting to re-sign Anthony Hitchens? And um, so I don't know, and, and I don't have answers to any of those questions. I'm just saying that those are things to consider. Um, but I, I still kind of stand with my original point from your, from a like you know, for the last few months, is that uh, Anthony Hitchens. I'm fine with resigning, but I, I don't really want to pay him. I don't want to pay him six million dollars. I, I kind of don't want to pay him. I kind of don't want to pay him five I million either. dollars. Uh, um, so I, 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 you know, if it, I think he should go see what he can get, if he's getting. Offers for six million dollars, which you know he might because of the the linebacker you know off ball linebacker market in the in, as far as the draft, it, it may not be the best. Now the actual free agent market, he he, you know, for what I've seen, it, it it actually could be pretty good. So maybe he goes out and and doesn't get a whole bunch of bites, and then he comes back and decides to sign a more team friendly deal. I mean, I'm good with the, you know, like two year. Three year, twelve million, right? You know, like with some with a little bit of signing bonus. See, I'm good with that. You I might mean, you
1: might even be a little higher than on him than I am because I wouldn't give him that much money. I think my would be maybe three years, twelve million. I, I, I'm not going over four million. That's what I just uh, said. I thought You said two years total. I don't know. I. Uh,
0: no, no, oh, I said 2 years maybe 3 years 12 million. I, I but yeah, if I was talking 2 years it'd be like All 8 right. million. I I I I think 4 million a year is about my price
1: point for for him,
0: you know, because I don't really know if he's going to even be my Correct. starter, you know. Well, so well, that's, And here's that, the, that's thing. the thing,
1: assuming everything works out the way you want it to, he wouldn't be a starter. Right. If it,
0: yeah. Exactly. It, so, I mean, that, that, I mean, look, and, and maybe he's a replacement for Sean Lee when Sean Lee retires for a little bit. But he's not the permanent replacement. He's not the guy. I. I don't think. I don't think he's ever going to get to the point where he's the guy that you want as your full time centerpiece. No, he's of your a really defense. good number two
1: linebacker or an average number yeah. two linebacker, and that's.
0: <sighs> he's a great insurance piece for a defense that needs linebackers. You know, but let's also remember. You know, before we pay him all this money, the, you know, we were dissatisfied with the linebacker play, even when he was in there, even you know, even when Sean Lee and he were in. At times, so I, I, because let, I, at times, well, but I mean, that's okay, that's fine, but I mean, at times is enough to say, hey, do I want to pay him five million dollars? You know, I, I think that's something that you should remember, like because I I think that there is, you know, some other guys that are going to be on the street that are that that could be similar to Anthony Hitchens that you may not have to pay as much. So, and then again, you could always, you know, there may be something in the the draft that is even more enticing. So, I think that there's you let Anthony Hitchens go shopping, you see what the deals are, you come back, you know, in a few months with all the information including what you've got in your draft board, and then you make a decision.
1: Right, and I think it also is going to depend on how some of the other deals go. If David Irving goes for a little bit more than what you expected or you decide to bring back David Irving on a long-term deal, I just don't see whether you're going to have space to keep Anthony Hitchens. Um, one of the things that I I don't love is paying mid-level players. I, I feel like you want to pay your elite guys and then draft kind of your middle-class players uh, you don't want to get tied up into too many of these guys that are that aren't spectacular starters that are kind of just role players. Um, this is kind of what happened with Terrence Williams. You, now, what do you do with Terrence Williams that you need to upgrade that spot? So, well,
0: especially at positions like linebacker, where the you know, especially off-ball linebacker, I mean, this th- these are easily replaceable positions. I mean, I mean, not I, I say that and I shouldn't be so, you know. Blase about it, but as far as athletes, if you he's talking about non exceptional. Off-ball linebackers, but solid off-ball linebackers. There's a dearth of those. There's a ton of them in the right. league. If you're talking right. about elite guys, maybe not as many. But but Anthony Hitchens isn't one of those guys. So there's a lot of Anthony Hitchens out there. I, I, think, that, I think I think we may like the person. You know, there. You know, we may like the way he fits in this team and, and in the locker room and all that a little bit more than some of the other guys there. But as far as the kind of athlete or player he is, he's not necessarily unique.
1: Yeah, and I think this would be a bigger deal if Jalen didn't play as well as he did in the second half of the season. I, I don't think Jalen was spectacular, but I think he gave you enough that you're comfortable with him going into the season as a starter and then drafting a guy in the third or fourth round to be his backup. So I think we covered them all. We Do we expect, just really quickly, do we expect the Cowboys to be big players in free agency or do you kind of expect them to have a similar approach that they had last year?
0: I mean, I think that, you know, for all the talk that of uh, how fashionable it was for Philadelphia to spend a lot of money and and win the Super Bowl, I mean, I I just would caution everyone on on believing the hype and the whole you know, well everything that the you know the the whole belief that everything that the Super Bowl team winning team did is right, and everything that you didn't do that the Super Bowl winning team did is ridiculous and has to has to be changed and 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 free agent spending, you know, look. I, we have all argued on against the Joneses on both sides <laughs> of this issue now, you know. Like, I mean, I, I have spent a long period of my life arguing both sides of this argument at, at different points, and I think it's hard to calibrate it because I think it depends on your current cap situation and the market itself. But you just have to know if you're going to spend in free agency, you're going to overspend. Th- that's the truth of the matter. You're more now, you may re sign your own guys and miscalculate there, but that is a m- m- way more uncommon thing. Around the league, at least, than 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 signing free agents and 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 having success, and and I think that you know the Cowboys have had problems with signing their own, maybe, and and you mentioned Terrence Williams. I would say Crawford's contract is is pretty bad, um, but I think that more times than not, you're going to find that when you re-sign your own guys. You're going to pay a a better price, a less of a premium than when you are going out and asking a guy to come into a new environment, into a new system, into a new you know offensive and defensive system as well. It's 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 a gamble, and and I think it, no matter what the the you know Super Bowl champs did, it still remains a, a certain amount of gamble. Not a gamble that you should avoid, but you should you know play calcul- calculus with.
1: And really quickly before we end the show, we're still a little too far out from free agency because we don't know who's going to be hitting the free agent market yet. Some names aren't available yet that could be available. You mentioned Emmanuel Sanders. I think that's a guy uh, that people have thrown out as who potentially might be available. Uh, Robert Quinn might be released from the Rams because as of right now, I'm looking at the free agent market. And there's not anybody that I feel like I have to have. There's not elite guys at positions of need that I have to go get. So we'll see. We've got a few weeks. We'll see what the free agent market looks like. Maybe we can have another show here in the next couple of weeks of guys that we would target in free agency. But Landon, great show today. That's it for our today's show. Or for today's show, excuse me. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow Landon at McCoolBTB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time.